Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. In today's episode, we are taking a trip to Tennessee to have a conversation with Cindy Sprouse. Cindy is a renowned author, captivating speaker, and experienced conference teacher. She's here to talk about her latest book, This Is Where It Ends. So, Cindy, welcome to the RV. Well, thank you for taking me for a ride. This is fun. (laughs) Of course. I'm just, you know, I'm so happy to come to Tennessee. This is an amazing place. I know you live in the foothills of East Tennessee. Is that correct? That is correct. When I look to my left, I have to my left to my right. I look to uh, the Smoky Mountains. When I look to my left, I look to the Blue Ridge Mountains. So we're we're in that little valley, going between the two. So I'm probably forty minutes from one and thirty from the other. Sounds like paradise. It's nice and moderate and sweet. I like it here. (laughs) I've moved away once, but not anymore. (laughs) I'm born and raised in East Tennessee, and I love my heritage here. So uh, this is home. And we would love to hear about the people and the landscape and any significant moments that shaped your perspective and inspired your creative journey. Well, it, it like I said, it is home for me. And uh, one of the very first conferences I went to, um, I, I sat in a class where the the conference teacher said, you know, write what you know to start to learn to write, you know, rather than things you don't know. And well, I know home, you know, uh, and I'm, I come from a, a family that's been raised here and I love the Appalachian heritage. Um, I love the people here and the, you know, how innovative they are and how friendly they are. And so, you know, what better place, what a better inspiration than, uh, than home. So this is where I write from. Yes, absolutely. Cindy, we'd love to hear about your incredible journey of teaching the craft of writing at conferences. For the past 17 years, I couldn't believe when I read 17 years. So I know. I can't either. (laughs) (laughs) Somewhere the time passed. I don't know when it happened, but I missed it somewhere along the line. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I went to my first conference uh, at the Blue Ridge Mountain Christian Writers Conference in 2002, mm -hmm. um, and I, I knew nothing. I mean, I've always been a writer. I've always enjoyed writing, but I didn't know the craft of writing. Mm -hmm. Family first, um, because family is very important to me. And then once my children were grown, uh, I decided, okay, now it's time for me. <laughs> so, um, you know, I started going to conferences and learning how to write. I met a friend there. I, I met a gentleman there who became a great friend, who's more like a brother to me now, a brother from, by another mother. <laughs> mm -hmm. But we became actually ministry partners, his wife and he and my husband and I share ChristianDevotions.us. Uh, and so that ministry is now pushing 19 years old. Uh, and and so because of that, Eddie was already a good writer. And so he kind of took me under wing and taught me things. And, um, and because of Christian Devotions and what we wanted to do with that ministry, which was not only to put the word of God out there, but also to give uh, newer writers an opportunity to have their first published credit. So, uh, and we have mentors who help mentor them up. Uh, so that, that began, you know, basically the career of speaking and teaching. Uh, and before I knew it, we were uh, teaching at conferences all over the country. So, uh, and, and, you know, that's, that has become family. So it's so much fun to go and to teach uh, and to spend time and encourage. I think uh, part of my gift is as an encourager. I want to see everybody succeed. <laughs> and uh, so that's the nice thing about being in the Christian market is I think all of us believe for everyone. You just have to learn the craft of writing. It needs to be good. So seeing people succeeding, it's, it's so uh amazing and if you can help them with somehow with some advice this is even more special and the more i've learned the more i've learned to teach the more i've learned as well you know so it, it works both ways my learning my teaching also leads to me learning to be a better writer so it, it it's a win-win i think all the way around for all of us yeah and Cindy, how did your upbringing as a jack of all trades influence your <laughs> approach? <laughs> I think that's part of uh, the heritage of the Appalachian Mountains. My mama taught me uh, how to be a jack of all trades. She taught me to be innovative. And I think that that is, um, you know, that is a good uh, trait of a lot of Appalachian raised people is, you know, we've learned to be uh pretty much a jack of all trades. We, we can dabble in about anything. I don't know that we've mastered it all, but, uh, you know, we can at least uh, become innovative enough to be able to, um, you know, be creative and, uh, and, and learn uh, different ways and solutions if we need them, <laughs> you know, to get through. So, uh, yeah, my mom raised me to um, be interested and to try a lot of different things. Uh, so I'm, I'm not afraid to try. Well, sometimes I'm afraid to try, <laughs> but I do try anyway, you know, <laughs> being afraid is not an option, <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah, she taught me to be that way. And, uh, and it's a skill and a trait that I'm, I'm very pleased to have. I hope I've been able to do the same for my kids. 
feel the fear and do it anyways. Yes. You are a bestseller author and you published many, many books. So could you tell us a little bit about how and when you decided that you wanted to be a writer? Well, I've always known I wanted to be a writer. And like I said, I raised my children first because that was the priority for me. But, um, you know, it took the writing trail <laughs> actually took uh, eight years for me once I started learning the craft and um, practicing and writing and writing. There's five novels sitting on my shelves that will never see the light of day. <laughs> Because those were novels I was learning on. I never throw anything away. You know, I keep it all and pull from it. Um, uh, I, I just kept practicing at it. And um, so I, I've always known I wanted to be a writer. I just, there has always been that, um, you know, God, can I just be a writer? The work is yours and the glory is yours. I just want to be a writer. Uh, and he has blessed me to be able to do that. I, I still... Um, I still look at the books on my shelf and I, I cannot fathom <laughs> that uh, God has blessed me enough that they are bestsellers. And, you know, that that's one of the things you, you we focus much just on being a writer that, uh, you know, when the accolades come, it's kind of hard sometimes to swallow those. <laughs> um, I just wanted to be a writer, grateful, um, you know, for that. But to have the blessing, you know, to know that God has blessed the work, um, that that means that means a lot to me um so every book i write i just keep saying lord this is yours do with it as you please just let me be a writer <laughs> and and he blesses me with that so it's nice i've enjoyed the ride i've had a good ride um and uh hopefully continue to be able to be creative i would love to be able to write faster than what i do <laughs> But I can, I can, my little feeble mind can only do one thing at a time. So, um, you know, but I, I'm, I thought, and I, I appreciate all those people who have been kind to teach me uh, and the publishers who have been just, you know, amazing to work with. I, I can't say I've ever had a bad experience. Um, you know, it's, it's always been, um, it's always been a real blessing for me. Could you? discuss the inspiration behind your upcoming book this is where it ends i was <laughs> checking it you'll be you'll be publishing in july if i'm not wrong this one comes out in june june 27th so it releases june 20 so we're almost there not too far away not too far away um, the inspiration behind that book was actually the work that I've done. <laughs> I worked uh, for an in-home non-medical company, uh, which my job was to place caregivers in the home of the seniors, you know, of our elderly. And uh, I did that job for over 20, 24 years. Uh, and I just retired a couple of years ago from that. Uh, but that that is where the inspiration come from. My own mom is 96 she'll be 97 this year and she's in excellent health her memory is perfect well she has a little selective memory issue <laughs> things she chooses to remember um but but i i've just made such wonderful friends and worked with wonderful caregivers and uh and got to experience um uh, 
the richness and the joy behind our elder people. Um, you know, they're such they're such a wonderful group of people, and there's so much information there, so much fun, uh, so many so many life experiences uh, that I loved. I loved learning from and hearing about, and uh, so I think my my main character, who is Minerva Jane Jenkins, Minerva is kind of a, a mixture of a bunch of the elderly people that we worked with at the company I worked for. So I picked and pulled uh, attributes from each one of them to, to develop this one fun character. There's just such a wealth, such a gold within those people that uh, that is where the inspiration come from. And in fact, um, after I retired, when this book was actually written, I dedicated it to both of my bosses and to uh, the lady who took my place as office manager because they were the people who worked with me and guided me into getting to know uh, so many of our seniors. So I want families to recognize that there's a great value in their, their parents, um, you know, and just asking questions and learning about them. Yeah. So that's where it came from. <laughs> yes, and I was reading about your book and this character, Minerva, she keeps a secret for over 50 yeah. years. So without she does. can you give us some more, uh, give <laughs> us some clues about this book? Well, the thing about the, the Appalachian women are, uh, you know, well, not just the Appalachian women, the Appalachian people is that when they make a promise, when they give you their word, it is their word and their word is their integrity. Uh, and so um, they they hold on to that. They don't lightly make a promise. Um, and then, you know, so often we we will say, oh, yeah, I promise I'll do that. But we really don't. We really don't. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. We really don't keep it a, a promise or a secret. So um, her her husband, her dying husband, makes her uh, keep a secret. You know, he, he, he tells her, you know, you have to keep the secret. Please keep the secret. Promise me you'll keep the secret. And, of course, she's not 100% sure what the secret is. She knows there's a... She knows there's a box, but she's not. She asked one time what was in the box. And, you know, for the women in the mountains, that was enough. She got an answer and and uh, that she didn't ask anymore. Uh, but she made the promise. And so the question that you know, that's posed through the book is that, you know, how often when you make a promise, how long do you keep that promise? Even if it's detrimental to you, because this promise was detrimental to her, mm -hmm. but because she was always taught that that's your word, then you keep your word. Um, so she struggles with that promise. Now, I can't tell you what that is because that'll let go of the book. But <laughs> but she promises her husband that she'll keep the secret about a box. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and what is in the box, uh, she doesn't question anymore until 
people start coming around wanting to know where is that box? <laughs> and so then she starts to think about it uh, and she, she goes out of her way to make sure uh, that she keeps that promise and that she doesn't give away where that box is. I mean, along the way, she meets a reporter who um, he befriends her, and his interest is only in her story, not in the box. Uh, and they become great friends, uh, and uh, which is something that she has not had since her husband died. You know, up in the mountains, they're very secluded. So she lived all those years by herself. When this reporter named Dale comes into the game, uh, she she finds someone that she uh, ends up calling her son. Uh, and they they develop this wonderful friendship, which is what I hope that people see in the book. Um, you know, how valuable it is that that our younger people take hold of our older people and, um, you know, and get to know them. So eventually they find out what the secret is. Um, but she never tells them. It never leaves her lips. <laughs> she does it through a letter after she passes away. So, uh, and to her, she kept her word. She never opened her mouth. Um, but, so, you know, so to her, how long do you keep a secret? And she says, till the grave. You need to keep the secret till the grave or the promise till the grave. So that's what it is. It's the story of Minerva and how she has to deal with this uh, secret that's haunted her for so many years. I don't know if I could keep it for 50 years, like a secret. <laughs> okay, it depends on the secret. <laughs> Which just goes to show you, you know, we, we lightly make a promise and we don't we don't really think about you know, how often have you said to your friend, oh, don't say anything about that. I promise I won't. And then two days later, you find out they've told so-and-so and so-and-so. But in the in the mountains back in the 1800s, that was your word. And your word was gold. Uh, you know, that is your integrity. And, uh, and you take it to the grave. Cindy, what initially drew you to the Appalachian historical genre? And how have you seeing it evolve over time? Well, um, like I said, I came from a family, <laughs> family raised in the Appalachian Mountains. And, uh, and there's just so much uh, culture and history here in this area that, and they don't teach it anymore in school. Um, you know, this, this part of the mountains, the Appalachian Mountains was a great part of our nation's history. And um, so much happened here. Uh, and and it was these people in the mountains that moved west, you know, that kind of started moving that part in there. So they don't teach a lot of that in school anymore. And it makes me kind of sad that um, that this culture, um, this love of this area is kind of dying away. Um, and so that that's kind of what made me want to, you know, kind of bring it back to life. Uh, I wanted people to see uh, really what is here. Uh, and the values that are here and, uh, and the kindness. And, you know, I kind of, I've been accused and it may be true. <laughs> I've been accused of living in my own little mountain bubble uh, where life is nice and sweet. And, but, you know, a lot of times around where we are, it is kind of a nice little bubble to live in. I mean, things happen, uh, you know, but for the most part, um, I feel like we're a little protected, you know, from, from the outside world. And uh, that's not, I don't think always so bad, you know, it allows us to continue to be positive and hopeful 
so that's why I wanted to write these kinds of books. I wanted people to remember, uh, remember, you know, the history and, and the value in the mountain history and, and the culture here. Yes, I was reading about the place you live and it's it's so magical. It's so beautiful. Uh, it's like you live in another world, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, we, where I live in the valley here, where I live, you know, we have big cities, and you know, on down the road, there's a, a couple of very large cities. We're a city of about fifty thousand, give or take. But, um, but the farther you go up in the mountains, which is not very far from here, um, it gets, it starts to get very sparse, and uh, and there's still just such an innocence uh, and a naivety uh, about a lot of the places uh, around here. So. Uh, I, I just want people to know about that. Mm-hmm. And also, Cindy, can you share a specific instance where an act of kindness, or let's say generosity, inspired a particular story or character in your writing? Um, well, I can tell you, I'll tell you a funny story. Okay. <laughs> uh, of one, because Minerva, Minerva's a sassy little lady, and so um, one of the uh, one of the ladies that we worked with um, at the company that I worked for that we took care of, she was always she was always had her ear to the phone. She wanted to know what was going on, <laughs> what's going on in your life today, uh, and and she was she was nervous. Yeah, <laughs> she really wanted to know, and if the right answer, she kept probing until she got the answer. Um, you know, so I drew from that from Minerva. There was also a gentleman that I had the opportunity to step out of the office and actually do a caregiving job uh, one day for a gentleman who had just turned 102. Um, and it's like, wow, 102 years. You've lived 102 years. <laughs> he had seen everything from, you know, running water to the industrial age. He had seen everything in 100 years. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And so I asked him, um, what it, what to you is the most uh, amazing invention that you've seen in 102 years? And he did there. And then he said, without a doubt, toilet tissue. <laughs> And so, and when you think about it, okay, yeah, you know, those are the kinds of things that, that, you know, bring you such joy that make you, you know, want to know the people here. And that's what made me want to, you know, incorporate um, some of these people and, you know, the attributes of some of these people. So, you know, with the one lady the thing we pull, I pulled from her was that sassiness and, you know, that determination that she wanted to know everything that was going on. And then from this gentleman, just humor, you know, great humor. So, you know, that's where that's where I pull those things from. And it's it's a joy to get to know those people. It is. It is. 
And sometimes do you, do these people inspire your characters? I mean, you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do without a doubt. Um, you know, I've even taken phrases and things that uh, some of these folks have said to me and because it, it is so Appalachian, the, some of the things that they say and the thoughts that they have. So, yeah, uh, they 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 bring a great inspiration. And Cindy, looking ahead, what impact do you hope to make through your writing in preserving the Appalachian culture and values? Wow. <laughs> well, that, that's a good question. I don't think I've ever had anybody ask me that before, but I, I can tell you what my dream is. And my dream is that, that this culture stays alive uh, within the younger generations. And if, if I can, if I can pull the historical value out of these mountains and out of the people around here and reinstill it in uh, some of our younger folks, then I think I've done probably what I should have I've set out to do, um, you know, to just make people aware. The stories that I write are not, uh, they're not cushy, easy stories because life in the mountain is not easy. Um, it was very difficult. And that's the reason why I said I love the innovative abilities of these people, because sometimes they were up against things that just you couldn't see a way out of. Um, uh, I hope that I I hope that I can, you know, keep alive just a small section of the culture here uh, so that our younger generations uh, find the joy and the humor and, you know, that they visit here and say, oh, wow, this is really nice. If you've ever had the opportunity to ride along the Blue Ridge Parkway and 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 just look, you know, we have we have beautiful mountains here are tree covered and, you know, plant and plant covered. And they're so different than the, the mountains in the western part of the United States, rocky, you know, red rock and uh, and so they're they're just a different kind of mountains. Those mountains out west are probably three times taller, <laughs> but these mountains are probably, I think, three times more beautiful because of the color and uh, and the you know the life that's here. So um, you know, I hope that's something I have an opportunity to kind of make people want to come visit and get to know a little bit about. I am already looking forward to visiting uh, someday because before preparing your questions, I was researching about the Appalachian Mountains and it's just like paradise. Yeah, it, it, is, uh, it is a gorgeous place, I think. So we'll keep it, I believe. <laughs> when I come we'll back, it. I will let you <laughs> <to> know. <laughs> you do, you do. You come on down, we'll love to have you. <laughs> So, Cindy, it was such a pleasure to speak with you today, but I'm sure our listeners are interested about knowing how can they find you online. So please share with us your website, your well, contacts. Uh, my website is www.cindysproles.com and it's S P. R-O-L-E-S, cindysproles.com. And you can reach me through that website um, all the time. Also, I'd encourage you to visit 
christiandevotions.us. And Christian Devotions is our ministry. And if you are a writer and you're interested in wanting to learn how to write devotions or have some work published, then, you know, contact us. We have a write for us page where that you can get in there and write for us. Our, our goal is not to say no. We want to we want to help you get to where that your work is publishable and onto the site. Um, and then uh, contact me. You know, I'm here. I would love to speak to you and help you if we need to. So give us give us a shout. Fantastic. And Cindy, it was such a pleasure to speak with you. I want to share with our listeners that you will be featured in the Relatable Voice magazine in June. So if you want to learn more about Cindy, her website, her new book, and many other information will be there for you. Cindy, you're always welcome to the RV, and I'm looking forward to visiting you again. Thank you so much for having me. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening. And remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.